Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. If you got your Bibles this morning, go to Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15. Uh, if you're looking for a title to this morning's service, the title would be Who Killed Jesus Christ? That's kind of a snappy title, huh? I didn't really think of it myself, but Who Killed Jesus Christ? Now, I don't know if you've ever heard a discussion about that, but there's a lot of people, you know, have answered that question and they said, well, you know, the Jews killed Jesus. Okay. And you've heard others say, well, no, the Roman soldiers, they killed Jesus. But who did kill Jesus Christ? Have you know that any time that you and I have a have a question, we got, we got a place where we can go to get an answer. <laughs> Amen? So we're going to begin looking at this uh, this morning. Let's go ahead and trust the Lord for help. Father, obviously this is important for us to know, or we wouldn't be talking about it here this morning. So we ask by the power of your book and the Holy Spirit, that you'd show us who killed Jesus. And a better question is, is why did Jesus have to die? And so we thank you for just flooding our hearts with revelation knowledge, with the help of the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, right now in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I think a lot of us, all our life, we've always visualized Jesus on the cross. Amen. Am I preaching alone this morning? You guys going to help me? Are you going to help me or what? Huh? What do you mean help you? Well, you got to start pulling. You got to start believing to hear something that you need to hear. Amen. That's what activates the gift in me. Amen. You know what you you see crucifix, I mean you see, you know, I remember going into a Catholic church one time. And one time, and uh, <clears throat> and they had the most visual uh, depiction of Jesus on the cross that it it almost brought me to tears. It was so dramatic. It, you could you could see, and the thing was was quite large. You know, maybe 12 foot by, I don't know, 6 foot. It was huge. And, and the depiction of Jesus and his suffering on the cross to me became very real. And so we're all aware of the death of Jesus on the cross. But first, I'd like us to consider that on the cross, Jesus died two deaths. On the cross, Jesus died two deaths. 
Now, most of Christendom, they identify with the death of the Lord's body on the cross. Some of us might still be in that place that when we consider the death of Jesus, we're just thinking about, you know, how he died physically. But that was only the one death that Jesus died on the cross. There was another death that we'll get to sometime moving forward. <laughs> Did I ask you to go to Mark, the 15th chapter? Go to the 37th verse. I, wanna, I want you to see the Lord's physical death on the cross. We'll, we'll look at that first. Here in Mark 15, 37, this is Jesus. This is after he'd been on the cross a better part of an afternoon. And you understand that the crucifixion, that when they crucify someone, Essentially, what they're doing is they're suffocating that person. Because they, they can figure you in a way on the cross that the only way you can breathe is you, you've got to push yourself up to have room to, to move your diaphragm and breathe. And, then, and, and as you hang on that cross, you get weaker and weaker and weaker, and you can't keep lifting yourself up to get a breath, and so you suffocate. That's why the, the soldiers, after Jesus died physically, they, they went to see if they had to break his legs to get him to die. But he had already left the building. Mark 15, 37 says that Jesus cried with a loud voice. And look what happened. He gave up the ghost. Now that's... that's that's a, a statement that's a little blind to us. What do you mean, give up the ghost? Essentially, this is the definition of physical death. Physical death is when the spirit of man leaves their body. And therefore, the life force that was in the body leaves and therefore dies. And so giving up the ghost is talking about his spirit left his body. From the Weymouth New Translation, it says that Jesus uttered a loud cry and yielded up his spirit. The New International was that with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. From God's Word Translation, it says, Then Jesus cried out, in a loud voice and died. If you've ever been with a loved one that leaves the earth, by the time you recognize that they stop breathing, their spirit has already left the room, came out of their body and left. And then the body died. So what caused Jesus to die? Who killed Jesus? Go to John chapter 8. 
8.58. This is the gospel according to John. Now Jesus is speaking to the religious leaders, and he makes this statement that just drives them up a wall. How do you know that the truth can really stir some people up? He said to them, before Abraham was, I am. How did they react to that statement? Verse 59. Then took they up stones to cast at him. You know, I think in the olden days they had special robes that had pockets. So anywhere they went they had rocks in their pockets. Because they never knew when they were going to have to use them to kill somebody. They, they, Jesus made a statement of truth and they were ready to kill him. It says, but, even though they rose up to kill him, it says that Jesus hid himself. Now, I'm not sure what that means. How did he hide himself? I, I don't know. We're just going to have to go to the blockbuster in heaven and watch the video of this event. He hid himself when he was in the very midst, and it says that he went out of the temple going through the midst of them and so passed by. Luke 4.28 And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, this is another example of Jesus doing some preaching that got some people upset. It says in verse 28, they were filled with wrath. This is actually in his hometown of Nazareth. And they rose up. See, he's in, he's in church. He says some things about how scripture was being fulfilled in their ears, and now they're filled with wrath. They rose up, they thrust him out of the city. So they bodily removed him from the synagogue. It says, and they led him up to the brow of the hill whereon their city was built. What are they going to do up there? They took him up there that they might cast him down headlong. And you, you think you've been persecuted for being a Christian. <laughs> they hauled him out of the church up the hill to throw him to his death off the cliff. Check this out. This is why Jesus is so awesome. Verse 30. But, <laughs> see, no matter what man is trying to do towards Jesus or against Jesus, there's a but. It's a good but. But, he passed through the midst of them and went his way. Isn't that awesome? 
here they are just all in a, in a lather, just, just wanting to throw him off the cliff, and he just turns around and just walks right through the crowd on his way to somewhere else. Why? And how was he able to do that? Well, go back to John. Go to chapter 10. And before I read this, this verse here, actually there's two verses I'm going to read in John 10, 17, and 18. I'm going to make a statement. And we'll verify whether this statement is true in this gospel we're about to read. It says, no individual had the power to kill Jesus while he was on the earth. Do you remember in the night of his arrest, the night that he was betrayed by Judas? And so the Roman soldiers couldn't identify Jesus. Apparently they, they didn't go to any of his crusades. And so they had Judas, they said, the one that is Jesus, we want you to go up and kiss him so we know which person to arrest. And so Judas went over and kissed Jesus on the cheek, I'm assuming. A lot of times they would kiss one another on the neck. And Jesus looks at him and says, oh, you're going to betray me with a kiss. Then the Roman soldiers came to arrest Jesus. And they said, are you Jesus Christ? And Jesus responds and says, I am. And the Bible says they all fell flat. To the ground by saying I am no man could kill Jesus Christ while he was on the earth let's see why verse 17 therefore does my father love me why does the father love me because I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to lay down my life. What did Jesus say? He, he just said, I'm going to lay down my life. Amen. Amen. He didn't say, they're going to come and kill me. He says, no, I'm going to lay down my life. Amen. Yes. That's why we can confidently say that Jesus loves me. Because he laid down his life for you and I. He says, I'm going to not only lay down my life, I'm not only going to allow myself to die a physical death, but I'm also going to come back and take that life that was taken from me and restore it. Now, that's a guy I want to roll with. Come on. Amen. Huh? That's a guy I want to be around, a guy that has the power over death and life, life and death. Now, check, take, look at verse 18 now. Remember, this is Jesus speaking. If you've got a red letter edition, this is bright red right now. He says, no man. What did he say? No man takes it, my life, from me. But I lay it down myself. 
That's pretty, pretty shooting from the hip there, huh? We're talking about who took the life of Jesus. He says, I have power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it back. Wow. That's the one who lives inside of us. He is the resurrection I have power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. Now I want you to understand that we have an enemy that would like us to believe that he knows everything. How do you know that the devil was at every service that Jesus ever preached? How do you know that him and his cohorts heard him say this before his passion? The devil heard him say, the only way I'm going to kill this guy is if he lets me. And even if he lets me, He's going to be raised from the dead. How many times did he talk in his sermons and how they would kill him and in three days he'd be back up? And yet, he took the bait. Jesus revealed to the world that no one had the power to kill him. So what did the devil do? He planned to kill him thinking that if I'm successful, I've defeated him. I guess he didn't hear the statement after that about taking it back up again. Jesus revealed that he alone would say where, how, and when he would die physically. I mean, you know that in death, Jesus was still calling the shots. No one but him realized it. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians. We're just about there, guys. We're, 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 we're closing the close. 1 Corinthians, 2nd chapter, verse 6. It says that you and I, amongst ourselves, we speak wisdom to those who are, King James says, perfect. That means mature or being able to discern with the help of the Holy Spirit. Yet we're not speaking amongst ourselves the wisdom of this world, nor are we speaking the wisdom of the princes of this world that come to naught. Understand that the princes of this world is talking about the devil and his bunch, the devil and the kingdom of darkness. Understand that even though they hear the truth, even though they hear, they don't understand. It's, it's like you and I before we got saved. 
You remember reading a scripture verse before you got saved and you went, I know what that says, but I have no idea what that means. I remember reading John 3.16 to somebody when I was still lost in my trespasses and sins. And I don't know how they got me to open a Bible and I don't know how I found it, but we read John 3.16 and I said, here's what it says. But I don't really know what that means. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out the fullness of what it means. But don't think that the devil knows what you know or sees what you see. Look at verse 7. You still with me? 1 Corinthians 2? We just read what? Verse 6? It says, We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Or we speak the word of God in code. We're speaking it out plain as it is written, but it can't be discerned without the help of the Holy Spirit. So even though others who don't know the code by being saved and having the Holy Spirit inside of them, and the devil who certainly doesn't have the code, they hear what the Word of God says, but they have no clue what it means. You still with me? Even the hidden wisdom. You see, there's wisdom that proceeds from God that is heard that only can be seen by a few. And in verse 8, it says, which none of the princes of the world know it. They may be able to quote it. Obviously, the devil can quote scripture. He did to Jesus when, in his temptation. But he had no clue what it meant. Because it says if they had known what Jesus was saying meant, it says they never would have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, they killed Jesus thinking that that was their path to victory over God. But they didn't understand that even in his death, Jesus, being the resurrection and the life, would come back. I would like to have a snapshot of the devil's face when Jesus was in hell and the Holy Spirit came down and raised Jesus from the dead. And Satan finally seeing that which was dead come to life to see what his what he looked like. Come on. <laughs> Amen. 
going, oops. Oops. Plus the devil didn't realize that this one man that beat death was going to be multiplied millions of times over by placing Jesus in our hearts and lives. And he's not just going to have to deal with one resurrected Jesus. He's going to have to deal with all of us who got resurrected by Jesus. That's when he had to take some ibuprofen and a couple Valiums and took a and took a time out. So who killed Jesus physically? Who squeezed his spirit out of his body so that his body would die? Was it the Romans? Was it the Jews? Was it the devil? Ultimately, it was Jesus who allowed the devil through whatever human who would yield to him. Jesus allowed them. And so, to the world's eye, man killed Jesus. But the truth be told that you and I know Jesus laid it down for a divine purpose. And at the same time, entrap the devil and his bunch in order to defeat them completely. No man takes my life from me, but I lay it down myself. I have the power to lay it down I have the power to take it up again. Now understand that if Jesus only died a physical death on the cross, there'd be no salvation provided to mankind. So next week, we're going to talk about the most important death that Jesus died. Father, I thank you for the truth of who Jesus is, God in the flesh. We're so thankful, Lord, that we have inside information, that you give us revelation and understanding in, in all the matters of life. Because God, the Holy Spirit, lives in us. Jesus, we realize that you laid down your life for us, but not just your physical life. You lay down another life for us. Thank you for the life that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't forget what Paul said uh, during the announcements. We're going to be here tonight at 6 o'clock. We're going to have a, a just, just praise and worship tonight. We're just going to worship the Lord. Uh, we'll be doing that every month. Come on out for that. We'll be back here on Wednesday night talking about uh, how to be successful in getting our loved ones to receive Jesus. Amen? So uh, you guys have a great afternoon. Hopefully we'll see you tonight. You guys are blessed. We'll see you next time. Amen?